Welcome to the Prayer Mentor Podcast, where we are empowering Christian leaders to pray for the harvest. We pray your prayer life will be deepened by this podcast. This afternoon, I want to talk to you about listening to God through a 24-hour period of silence. I want to suggest to you that there are five different kinds of prayer as we pursue a lifestyle of persistent prayer. The first one is that of abiding prayer. It's a daily spiritual discipline where the Christian leader comes to a place of abiding oneness in Jesus in order to bear fruit for the kingdom and to glorify the Father. It's a daily spiritual discipline of prayer, the word, worship, so that you can come to that place of abiding. The second kind of prayer is a covering prayer. It's a regular prayer time whereby the Christian leader intercedes for uh, the protection, sanctification, the presence of Jesus and the unity of those Jesus has entrusted to him. You notice I say it's a, a regular prayer time. It isn't necessarily daily. I find that when I pray for those that God's entrusted to me, at least twice a week, there is a protection. There's a work of sanctification. There is a, um, they experience the presence of Jesus and uh, they experience oneness in their family and in their ministries. The third is anointing prayer. It's a regular prayer effort where the Christian leader persists in prayer to gain a position of authority over the enemy to accomplish the work Jesus has given them to do. I'm going to suggest to you, pastors, to you, ministry leaders, that if you'll set aside two to three hours once a week, and if you're preaching, you go into the worship center, and you spend two to three hours in prayer, and you're entering into kingdom prayer, taking ground away from the enemy. If you're the director of a ministry, and you are um, on a campus, or you're, you're in charge of a facility at a church, that you prayer walk throughout the facility, around the campus. And what you're doing is you're giving two to three hours, and you're taking ground away from the enemy, and you're establishing the kingdom in your ministry. And if you do that once a week, you will see significant things happen in your ministry. The fourth kind of prayer is warring prayer. It's periodic prayer efforts to war in prayer against the powers of darkness to bring breakthrough into the lives of those in crisis or those who are captured by a great ministry vision. It could be a 24-hour fast. It could be a Jericho prayer effort, praying an hour a day for seven days. It could be a wilderness prayer effort where you're fasting one day a week for six weeks. And on the day of the fast, your team comes together and you pray for an hour. Two things always happen when you do prayer efforts, this warring prayer. Number one, you see a breakthrough. Number two, you always meet with God. The fifth kind of prayer I call GPS prayer. Um, and that is this 24-hour period of silence that I'm talking to you about. And the Gospels, we see that Jesus withdrew to a solitary place 
um, and he prayed. He was experiencing great success in the city of Capernaum, healing, casting out demons. And early in the morning, while it's still dark, he goes to a solitary place and he seeks his father and he's praying with him. The disciples and the whole town are looking for him. And finally, when they find him, they say, Lord, where have you been? The whole town is looking for you. And Jesus says, hey, we got to go to other towns because that's what I was called to do. And what we see is that Jesus sensed something was off. Um, he was experiencing great success in Capernaum, but God's calling in his life was not to establish a mega synagogue um, in Capernaum. His calling was to go from village to village, town to town, to proclaim the gospel, the good news. And so as he prays, he hears from God what he's called to do. And there's this realignment in his thinking and in his behavior. And now he's moving to other villages with his disciples. We see the exact same thing when Jesus withdraws to the mountain to pray after he feeds the 5,000. When the men who are gathered there, these 5,000 men, see that Jesus was able to feed them, they are taken with him and they try to make him king. And Jesus slips away. He tells his disciples to get in the boat and to cross the Sea of Galilee. And he goes into the mountain and he prays into the night. Um, the next day, some of that crowd follow him and they, they want to make him king. And uh, Jesus says, well, you want to make me king because your tummies were full. Um, I fed you. But he says, I'm bringing to you not an earthly kingdom, but a spiritual kingdom. I'm the bread of life. He who believes in me will never grow hungry. And why did Jesus say that? Well, he knew that it wasn't his time yet to become the king. So he withdraws. And as he prays, it's almost as though he wipes his brow and says, Father, that was a close one. They almost made me king. And so the next day he corrects them and he says, I'm bringing to you, I'm ushering in a spiritual kingdom. So we see that Jesus withdraws. And um, in that he's seeking God's guidance um, so that he can be on target with fulfilling God's will. Now, I want to suggest to you that in a 24-hour silent retreat, the purpose is that um, we withdraw from the busyness of life to, um, to pursue intimacy with the Father and the Son and to hear God's voice so that we may have a sense of God's direction, his priority, and his guidance in our lives and in our ministries. I tell people about a 24-hour silent retreat, and I've taken many pastors with me on such a retreat, and I find that the expectations vary. Some men are so hungry for God, what they want is a mount of transfiguration experience. Um, and I, I can't guarantee that. But this I can say to you, 
If you withdraw for 24 hours and you enter into a spiritual discipline of silence so that you can uh, have intimacy with the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit listen for God's voice, what I can say to you is that He's going to reveal Himself to you. He will give you direction. He'll give you priority and guidance for your life and for your ministry. When we enter into a 24-hour silent retreat, we're going into a jet plane at 35,000 feet. We're not looking at the details of life. We're looking at the big picture of life. And we're asking God to show us what he's doing and we're pursuing him that we may be in target in loving and obeying him um, and his calling in our lives. So what materials do we need for a 24-hour period of silence? Um, I'm going to suggest you want your Bible. I'm going to suggest you will want your computer or a, um, a tablet with a Bible program in it. You'll want your journal. Um, you'll want a spiritual reading, maybe a devotional book focusing on prayer or um, contemplation or a biography of um, a great man of God or a woman of God. Um, you'll want a pencil or pen. Where do you meet? Well, you could meet at a Christian camp or a retreat center um, where you know that you can have uh, quiet and, and silence. Um, you can walk around the facility. Uh, you may want to go to a lake house or to a mountain cabin of a friend. You, you may want to go to a campground if you have camping equipment. You could go to a hotel. And um, the issue here is you're getting away. Now for some of you, you say, there's no way I can get away for 24 hours at a Christian camp or at a lake house or a mountain cabin. Life is too full. I've got the kids at home. My wife um, is just struggling to keep uh, her head above water. What do I do? Well, what I want to suggest is that you go to a park or you go to a library. There are five sections in this silent retreat five focuses that will guide you in the process of seeking God's face, listening for his voice, and then his direction, his priority for you and for your ministry. In a 24-hour uh, silent retreat, I'm going to suggest that you spend two to three hours in each section. But if you can't get away for 24 hours, what you can do is get away for 10 to 12 hours. You're at a park. You're in a library. You take 60 to 90 minutes for each section. You bring a brown bag, lunch. You bring a thermos with coffee or just a small ice chest so that you can have some water or some, some liquids. What you don't want to do is go to a coffee shop, a Starbucks, a local coffee shop. There's just too many distractions there. Um, the point here is that you're withdrawing to solitude and you're spending time pursuing the face of God. So you're at the retreat center and 
The schedule I'm going to give you begins at 1 p.m. in the afternoon after lunch. You're entering into then the first session of your silent retreat. You're reflecting on the past month, the past quarter, the past year. Uh, you're giving uh, two to three hours on this time of reflection. It is a time to enter into a period of silence for 24 hours. Ask the Spirit to help you enter into this spiritual discipline of silence and to give you grace to fulfill it. Silence is silence. I led a silent retreat with 30 American and uh, national missionaries in Southeast Asia. And one of the uh, Southeast Asian missionaries, as we're debriefing, one of the missionaries from Southeast Asia uh, said when in the first section, he just cried out, I hate Clyde. You see, this man was extremely extroverted and he was very addicted to media. And so this was just so challenging for him to have silence and to be still. Silence is silence. You commit to not speak or to sing aloud, even with yourself, let alone with another. Uh, you abstain from listening to the radio, TV, internet, uh, to your device. Uh, you are not reading a newspaper, a magazine. You're not making any phone calls. There's no text. There's no emails. You're, you're talking to the people in your life and you're asking them to honor your desire to be alone with God for 24 hours. If you have a spouse, you may say, only in the case of an emergency are you to call me. Um, silence means silence. You are listening to your heart, for that is where God converses with his children. Ask the Holy Spirit, the helper, to guide you through the next day of silence uh, and reflection. Give him permission to change your agenda, to reveal to you what Jesus is doing in your life and ministry, your workplace, your neighborhood. This time of quiet reflection is a pursuit of the presence of God and not a pursuit of a plan. Step away from your need to fix and problem solve and uh, sit at the feet of Jesus or enter into the arms of your heavenly father. It is, it is as you enter into and experience the presence of the father and the Son, that you will hear His purpose, priority, and plan for your life and ministry, for your workplace, for your neighborhood, for your family. Reflect on the past month, quarter, year, and write a letter to the Father, to the Son, about all that you felt through that period of time. Hone in on what you are feeling. Why are you feeling that way and what it prompts you to do? Emotions are a window into your soul. They reveal what is going on in your heart. 
Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal your heart, for out of it, your heart flows the springs of life. What comes to mind first? Write a letter to your Heavenly Father or the Son about everything in your journal. Depending on your outlook on life, whether you see the glass half full or half empty, you will immediately focus on the positive or the negative. It doesn't matter which comes first. Talk to God about the experiences and emotions that are on the surface as you write. Be honest with the Father as you celebrate or grieve. Honesty is the key. Then respond to the Father or the Son. Your response may be filled with thanksgiving and praise. It may be filled with sorrow and a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Ask the Spirit to help you in your response. Spend the first part of the afternoon in this kind of reflection in the presence of the Father and or the Son. Go for walks. Give yourself the freedom to take a nap. For some of us, uh, we are so busy that when we withdraw from the busyness of life, we realize just how tired we are. It's okay to take a nap. This is a time to cease striving and enter into the presence of God. It takes time to enter into the presence of the living God. And so, um, you're listening to this podcast but I, I want to suggest that this could be a guide for you to enter into a 24-hour silent retreat. And if so, and you're, watch, you're wishing to do that retreat and you're using this as your guide, pause the podcast and now spend two to three hours with the Lord. Seek His face. Um, listen to your heart. Respond to God as you evaluate what has taken place in the last month, the last quarter, the last year. You'll want to come back to the podcast at 3.30 in the afternoon and listen for instructions on the second section. In the second session, you're listening for God's truth to you. Ask the Holy Spirit, of the Spirit of truth, to guide you into all truth. Seek the face of the living God. Reflect on the emotions you felt this afternoon and write about them in your journal. What was the predominant emotions you felt? Why did you feel them? What do they prompt you to do? Your emotions give you a peek into the condition of your heart. Discern the source of the voices you heard. Were they from the Father or the Son or the Spirit? Were they from your own ambition? Were they from the enemy? Now put down your pen and listen for the voice of the Father and the Son to you. Ask the Helper to reveal the Father or the Son to you. You may want to go for a walk or and quietly listen. You may want to be still within your chair and quietly listen. 
I have found that it is dangerous for people who are ADD to go for walks. Um, you may need to go for a walk just to um, exercise a little bit, to get out of the room you're in. But if you are ADD and you're wanting to hear God's voice, I'm going to encourage you to go back to your room, sit in your chair, and quietly listen to God. Um, there's just too many distractions as you're walking for someone who is ADD. Now, indent from the margin you have been using, write and write in your journal what you hear in your heart. You will hear a verse of scripture, a song, a word picture, a spontaneous thought from God, or maybe a question that God is asking you. What is the Father and the Son saying to you? Now, if you don't hear anything, you may want to ask the Father or the Son who you need to forgive. Often, when God is silent, there is bitterness in our hearts. Forgiving that person and releasing them to God will allow you to hear God's voice. You may have a proud heart. God is opposed to the proud. So repent of your pride and humble yourself before the Father and the Son. Ask the Spirit to help you in these things that you may get right with God and hear His voice. Openness and honesty is so important here. Take off the mask. Be real with God. He wants to speak to your heart. The Father and the Son wants to speak truth to you, comforting you, affirming you. Allow yourself to have an encounter with the living God. After a time of receiving, enjoying uh, the presence of God, ask Him to reveal His agenda for your time uh, with Him tonight after dinner. What does He want you to focus on? What does He want you to grow in? Again, you will hear a verse of scripture, a song, a word picture, a spontaneous thought, or a question from God. Ask Him to instruct your heart. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Tell Jesus how you want to learn from him. Now take two to three hours. Turn off the podcast and apply the things I have shared with you. We'll come back together after dinner at um, 7 p.m. The third section is that of learning from Jesus. In this section, you are pursuing the presence of the Father or the Son. You write a love letter to Him in your journal. Ask the Spirit to be your helper through this night. Ask the Spirit to guide you into all truth. You may be searching the truth of Scripture to confront the lies and the negative emotions of the enemy through a word study. You may be digging deeper into the Word of God to know His promise to you 
to bring healing to your wounded heart through devotional reading of scripture. You may be plumbing the depths of the word of truth to know the character of God through meditation upon a passage of scripture. You may be sitting at the feet of a historical mentor, a contemporary mentor. As you read the spiritual reading, the Spirit led you to bring. In all of this, take a posture of a learner before the Father and the Son. Receive the things you read as the very words of God to you. Throughout the night, respond to the Father or the Son and tell him what you're learning. Let him speak to your heart through the night. Come back at 8 a.m. after breakfast, and we will then look at section four of our time of being silent before God. In this fourth section, you're pursuing God's direction. In your journal, write out a description of the Lord's calling in your life and ministry. List the promises He has given you. Prayerfully affirm your calling in ministry from the Lord Jesus. Ask the Lord, the Lord Jesus, to show you what He wants you to do in your life and your ministry in the next month, the next quarter, the next year. What is Jesus doing in your life? What is Jesus doing in your family? What is Jesus doing in the lives of those he's entrusted to you? Um, it could be your church. It could be your small group. It could be a team, a ministry team. If you're a businessman, it could be employees. It could be clients, vendors, staff members. What is Jesus doing in the lives of those he's entrusted to you? What does the Lord want you to do in each case? Then begin knocking on a door, asking the Lord Jesus to bring to pass what he is directing you to do. After two hours of this kind of meditation and prayer and knocking on a door, we're going to come back together at 10 a.m. for the fifth section. In this last section, we're seeking God's promises and priorities. Continue knocking on a door, asking Jesus to transform your life, your ministry, your business, workplace, your neighborhood in the coming month, quarter, and year. Ask the Lord to give you a promise from his word that will sustain you as you pursue the things he's directing you to do. Ask him to give you a sense of priority for what to say yes to and what to say no to. Ask the Spirit to give you wisdom and understanding to know what to do and how to do it in the coming weeks. As you seek to obey his will, recognize the difference between goals and desires. Neil Anderson distinguishes goals and desires, and he says goals are things you have control over. So ask the Spirit, what are the goals He wants you to set? And then assume responsibility for them. In setting goals, be careful not to become too detailed here. 
you're flying at 35,000 feet, you're looking at the big picture. Set one to three broader goals for your coming month, quarter, year. Save the details for your weekly and daily planning. Then desires. Desires are things that you have no control over. People, places, things. So turn them over to God. Knock on a door through the month, through the quarter, through the year, asking God to change lives and to bring about his supernatural kingdom power in the lives um, that you are praying for. I want to warn you not to fill your calendar hour by hour through the week or month. Um, I, I, I used to do that, and I would leave my periods, extended periods of silent prayer tied up in knots. We're looking at the big picture here, one to three broader goals, and we're distinguishing between goals, things that we can control, and desires, things we cannot control. And as we leave this prayer time, um, we're assuming responsibility for those goals, and we're knocking on a door. We're asking Jesus to open a door for the things he's called us to do, to change a life, a family, a church, a business, a neighborhood, a city, a state, a nation. May the Lord bless you as you seek his face through a 24-hour silent retreat. Mm -hmm.